and welcome into another episode of Farm to Fame. I tried to quiet my hello that time so the audio didn't cut out. I think it worked. I think it worked, honestly. I hope it did. Spoiler alert, it did not work. I'm Kelsey Wingert, representing the Milwaukee Brewers today. Peter oh, Moylan is with us in the backwards cap. Maddie Mass, our pilot, our captain, Maddie Mass. Yep. Who's your bat from today? Well, Kelsey, in honor of you going to Chicago, I went okay. with the Jason Hayward bat. He's so tall. He's so tall, so, so strong, tall. such a good human being, and one of the best right fielders I've ever seen. So shout out to you, Jay Hay. Thanks for, uh, thanks for my bat. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. By the way, it is not a small bat. It, yeah. This is not a bat that I would pick up and go, oh, yeah, no, I could swing this. I like sure. that bat. The finish on it's cool. It matches my jersey and my hat, so that's yeah. another reason why I went with it, because obviously. Duh. Maddie, how are you? I'm good. You did some unpacking? I unpacked. Apartment's in a lot better spot than it was last week. Big weekend of unpacking because we are in a hurricane, so there's lots of time indoors. Interesting. Hurricane Henry, or as some call Hurricane Henri. Henri. Thierry Henry. Thank you guys for taping early today. I'm flying to Chicago this afternoon, and I'm going to eat a lot of deep dish pizza. Most of Chicago <laughs> is Milwaukee, and that's where our guys are, which is why our boss had a little bit of a spill yesterday. I'm representing the Brewers today in honor of Jimmy O'Brien. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I know how competitive you are, Jimmy. I know how competitive you are. I've faced you in the table tennis table. <laughs> okay. I know how much it kills you that you weren't able to get that victory. And I know how much mm. it kills you even more that you weren't able to really, I mean, you got up, you got up. And you tried to, it was basically that scene in the Olympics. Peter, what dad, happened for people who don't know what you're talking about? For people that don't know what I'm talking about, the boys entered the sausage race in Milwaukee yesterday. And Jimmy, it Trev, was. Jake, and <laughs> were the sausage race at the Brewers game yesterday. It was really cool. It was really, and I, I've sent them videos and they're ignoring me. I don't know if it's because that we're playing the Yankees tonight or what, or they're just like, let's just leave us alone, Peter. But I have the worst FOMO ever. I'm just. You're having so much fun. I mean, I would have blown out knees to get into that one of those sausages. But he fell. He fell around the corner. He was trying to do the inside track. That's, I could see what he was doing. <laughs> like he had the inside track. And it just, I don't know if, if, if the whole hamstring just exploded or whether it was the sniper that was somewhere yeah, I around mean, there. It, it might actually be a serious injury for our boss. That's what I checked in this morning. He said that he's feeling a lot better, but I cannot wait for this edit. I really can't. Oh my God. It's going to be so good. Anyway. Well, yeah, carry on. Jimmy, yeah. So the talking baseball well. guys are on an amazing RV trip right now. They're yeah. going to three different cities. We have FOMO. Yes, Maddie. Well, they're going to four cities. And four. This isn't a math pod, not a math day either, as we proved earlier. No, but the reason I bring it up is because if you're going to Chicago today, they are going to Chicago within the next 24 hours. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You, oh, you I didn't realize it. until now, but you should text them because. No, you shouldn't. Oh. <gasps> FOMO, FOMO, nope. FOMO. Oh, wow. Because I fly in tonight and don't start working until tomorrow. I wonder if they're going through tonight. Uh, I hope not. I'm telling them not to. Hey, take your time. Don't go to Chicago. 
Chicago weather's horrible right now. Stay I love in... that for me. Oh, my God, Kelsey. Jimmy's the best boss in the world, for real. And uh, yeah. we think he tore his hamstring. He ate it in a hot dog costume. <laughs> when you put it that way. Maddie, what were you, are they in Chicago tonight? Say yes. Yeah, they're going to the Cubs game tomorrow. Stop it. So they'll definitely be commuting today after they're done. I'm texting Jake right now. Kelsey, we have a podcast to do. I know. Sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm doing this early for you so you can catch a flight, okay? Yeah. Okay. All righty. Let's go ahead and get into the episode then because Pete is angry. I'm um, so mad right now. I feel like a so seven-year-old. <laughs> we are going to start with our opener and the first segment in our opener today we're going to break down the top performers from the 2021 draft because uh, the majority of them are beginning to Do you to want to do that their- first or do you want to give a quick shout out to Miggy for his 500th? Let's go, Miggy 500th. Well done. Congratulations. Look at the video footage of the one that hit off me because he was older and still absolutely smoking the baseball. He's one of the best right-handed hitters I've ever seen. And with Albert Pujols, congratulations to you, Miggy on 500. Happy to be part of it. Now. Yeah, only the 28th player to hit 500. 28. That's really cool. Yeah, he's only the sixth foreign-born player to hit 500 and the only yeah. Venezuelan player to hit 500. Yeah, he, when he was coming up with the Marlins, it was, it was scary. At 20, he was scary at 20. Yeah. That's, he was a Cunha. He was a Cunha with, he was a Cunha with more pop. Like it's, he was pure hit tool. Man. Whereas a is more of a complete baseball player. And he like, from... 2004 to 2014 he played at least 148 games yeah. like i mean he was like healthy for the, oh wow nito yeah congratulations to him i mean and i just looked it up because we were doing the home run talk juan soto is uh 22 years old and has 89 home runs so it's like really young and really good <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. When when they do those comparisons a lot of the time, because we play the Nats a lot, obviously, and we get to see a lot of the comparisons and we talk about a lot of the comparisons. And it's always like Gehrig and Ruth and Manuel. And it's just like, what's Williams? He looks like he's doing stuff that that a lot of people that play the game haven't done. Okay. Take Pete, take your bias out of it. Bias mm. out. You're building a team. Are you centering it around Tati, Sacuna, or Soto? Right now, probably Soto. Maddie? He'll say Judge, so it doesn't matter. No, Judge is old. But you left out Vladdy. I think Vladdy is a... Artani. Yeah. Okay. If Jason Dominguez isn't an option, of course, but... (laughs) I would... I would take Vladdy. I would take Vladdy. I would take I would take 1991 Chipper Jones. <laughs> I didn't realize that Soto was hitting 304 this year. Yeah, he was struggling for a while too. Remember when he was struggling? There was a series when he came into the Braves and he was struggling. Like he was over for his last 12 or something like that. And we were like, oh man. He hit 351 last year. Yes, Kelsey. He's the best pure hitter I've I've think I've like it's it's pretty impressive what he do, and uh, like the the turning point for me was the at bat that he had against Verlander in the playoffs, where he took him left center in Houston off the, and mm. it was like ninety eight up around his tits, and it was just 
it was such an impressive swing. And from that point on, I've just, he's just the bats that he takes. He's made like, he's enjoying himself. You can tell his dad is everywhere. Like it's, it's a cool family story. And I think he's going to be the highest paid player in the game within a couple of years. Love that. But yeah, he's just, he and Johan Camargo in the box with their little bulldog face. I love it. Jimmy um, thinks that Johan Camargo is trying to bang everyone that he, that he, uh, He's got that. He's got that smolder. He does. Jimmy does that? say that. Yeah. Johan Camargo, man. He <laughs> Johan Camargo taught me que lo que. Que lo que, man. Que lo que, que lo que. And I would say, he when I'd walk into the clubhouse, he'd say that, and I would say, tranquila. So, congratulations to Miggy getting back into our uh, top twenty-one draft performers, Maddie Mass put together this very helpful slideshow for us. Um, he is the greatest. He is the only reason why this thing works, everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cutting this out. No. Bullshit. If you're not the, cutting it out. Listen to me. If you were able to leave in my faux pas over the last <laughs> couple of weeks, you can accept a compliment on the telecast. <laughs> we are. Uh, yeah, this the list is top 10 performers that were drafted in the first round so far, a month and a half into their career. So we have top 10, our top 10 guys, and we Starting are going from... to start from number 10 and work our Correct. way to number one. Well so said, the, first, the top 10 performer number 10. Nope, try that again. <laughs> Number 10 on the list. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Number 10 on the list is Jordan Lawler. He was drafted by the Diamondbacks, sixth overall. He's now the D-backs number one prospect on MLB's overall prospect list that just came out. He's number 13. Um, He had an RBI double in his rookie debut. Outstanding. Go, well done. We're starting light. So, yeah. Yeah. I, That's didn't, number I, 10 I thought you were getting ready to read yeah. the next guy. I didn't know if you wanted to do that or not. I am going to do that. Ready? Okay. Yep. Trey Sweeney. Woo-hoo! Yankees. Yankees first round, 20th pick. Home and his pro debut. He has walks in eight of 13 games, triples in each of his last two games. Took five games to get his first low A hit, and he's now hitting 320 since. And he's ranked as the Yankees' number seven prospect. Trey Sweeney. Well done to you, Trey Sweeney. I like what his name looks like. His first and last name both end in EY. <laughs> if, okay, never mind. Um, number eight. <laughs> yes. I would just like to know, now that I'm interested to know why you think the EY, EY thing is interesting. It just looks I, like if you look at the name on the slideshow, it just looks cohesive. You know why I looked at you like that is because that makes sense to me. You know why that makes <laughs> sense to me? Because when I was a kid in high school, there was a kid that I used to sign my name and my name looked terrible when I signed it. And it still does. I'm not happy with the way that my name looks. But there was a kid whose name was Cameron Fawcett. And when you write out Cameron mm-hmm. with the big F and the two T's at the end, it's like the perfect flowing signature. So I would sign my name, Cameron Fawcett, and pretend like it was Peter Mullen. But So do you not like your autograph? I don't like my autograph at all. But I can wow. sign Cameron Fawcett. Let me show you. Just to, <laughs> I can sign Cameron Fawcett 
This feels and, like a good time to tell you guys, we love when y'all listen to our podcast on the podcast platforms, but if you haven't watched one of our episodes on YouTube, um, we have a lot of fun with it. I think we're about CPO's autograph and Maddie you ready? Clips, clips into the show about what we're talking about. And it's really cool. I'm going to show you my Cameron Fawcett signature and then my Peter Mullins signature. You grade them. Are you ready? This okay. is Cameron Fawcett. Oh, that's pretty. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, this is my actual signature. Ready? Yeah. You, you do a good job with what you have. Yeah. Cameron Fawcett is the Try, winner. Sign my name because I hate when I sign my name. Kelsey Winger. Man. Yeah. No, I'm not going to spell it. I'm not going to spell it. K-E-L-S-E-Y. Doesn't matter the spelling. Okay. It's just how it looks. Got it. Yeah. Is that okay. is that show? Let me check it. Let me check it out. If you want Peter to autograph your name, you should tweet at him and make him respond to every single person's name with a picture <laughs> of your name autographed <laughs> by Peter Moylan. Okay. Ready? Yep. I'm nervous. That's about how mine looks. That's okay. about how Good. mine looks. So I can sign for you. <laughs> okay yeah so if anybody fine. wants to rip off my signature there it was okay not that you can't go find it anyway but it's actually different when i sign it hope banks. you guys enjoyed I, that exercise don't even think you can get into my accounts because please seriously tweet at him and ask him to autograph your name and make him respond autographing y'all's names in a picture then you have your name autographed by peter moylan and not many people on this planet can say that besides me and cameron mcclott cameron Fawcett. shout out to cameron Fawcett. <laughs> i know we haven't seen each other or spoken to each other since primary school I hope you're doing well, man. How you been? All right? Good. <laughs> okay, number seven. I'm sure he's a fan of the pod. I'm sure he's a big fan of the pod. <laughs> I'm sure he's. <laughs> number eight. Uh, okay. Number eight. Yeah. Maddie. Stay number focused. eight on our list is Matt McLean. He was drafted. How is the youngest guy who's in this podcast the only mature one? This is what, <laughs> this is the, this is what I don't understand. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry, man. Maddie. I'm sorry. All right. He was drafted 17th overall by the Reds. He skipped low A. He went four for five with the homer in his high A debut. Mm. He is the Reds' number four prospect. He did come on on MLB's top 100 at 98. Um, and he has been on base in all but one of eight games that he's played since he signed. So good for Matt McClain. Well done. Khalil Watson, Miami's round one 16th pick. On the season, he's hitting 368, which is wunderbar or wonderful for those playing at home. Said he looks forward to playing with Jazz Chisholm after being Jazz. drafted. Couple of couple of uh, what do you call it? Swag, 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 drip kings. Middle infield of the future. Oh my goodness! Three straight multi-hit games. He's just moved into the Marlins' number one prospect, MLB's number twenty-eight. But yeah, he's he's a good looking. Imagine those two back to back. Good lord. I'm looking forward this to dude's, it. This dude is just like so stinking athletic. It's like dumb. Number six, Jackson Merrill. He was the Padres 27th, but the 27th overall pick by the Padres. That was mm -hmm. a tough one. Um, he is now the Padres number six prospect. He's an 18-year-old shortstop. So there's no rush in this guy. I was about to say, especially because they have Tatis locked up, but Tatis hasn't even been playing short jackson has hits in 14 of 17 games so far this season four multi-hit games and two in his last three games so that's phenomenal for jackson merrill looks like he's hitting 
319 on the year, 310. My favorite thing about him is that picture that I put in there. Mm-hmm. He just looks like a pro. Look at that. He does already. I know. Yeah, bring that closer. Doesn't he look good? He looks like a pro, a pro's pro. Yeah. He's wearing a uniform like he looks, he's like, there's a couple of like Bobby Witt Jr. looks like a pro. He looks like a pro. They're all going to be pros, but some days just wear unis well. Yeah. Henry Davis, we all know Henry Davis won one overall, skipped a ball, skipped low A, sorry, after two rookie ball games. He's homered in consecutive high A games. He's been on base in all but one of his eight career games. He's obviously the Pirates' number one prospect, MLB's number 23. Matty, you want me to say this? He's punched out one strikeout in almost every game. To be candid, this was the first one that I did, so I didn't know how positive, negative I was going to be with all these people. Okay. Henry Davis is a very good bat. I mean, we've called him the best college bat, bat, right? I don't know exactly his college game log but i looked at the game log for the minors and i was somewhat surprised he strikes out a good amount but yeah he skips also transitioning into 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 like it yeah i get what you're saying i get what you're saying yeah peter do you think that what especially because henry davis he went to louisville so he went you know to a bigger school with a good baseball program do you think when guys are coming from those kind of schools like your vanderbilt your lsu is there much of a drop-off between Oof. the level of those programs to, to low A and high A? So I don't think it's a drop-off in the level of the program. I think the difference in facilities, okay. we're talking about the top schools in the in the country. Yeah. And, you know, this is nothing against the minor league baseball, but they just don't have the funding at the moment or the money to be able to develop the, the facilities that these colleges have. That's so crazy. As a pro, you don't have what you had in college. But they have, they have all, it may not be as pretty, but they have all the tools. Like they have all the measuring instruments and all the rest of it. But I, I think it's just like a, the workout facilities. A lot of the time when you're on the road, at least this was my experience, even in AAA, a lot of the time when you're on the road, you don't have workout facilities at the stadium. So you have to go to the YMCA at 10 in the morning of the day of a game to get your workout in in order for you to be able to get ready for that game. So yeah, wow. it's, whereas you go to Vandy and it's like, you're, you're basically shuffled around like you're already it's a big like leaguer. You're in the show. Yeah. Correct. But what about like the pitching that he's seen when you're facing uh, the top pitching in college baseball? I think it's way different than what it used to be. I think there would have been a jump 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I think now the college guys, I mean, you've seen what they're facing in college now. Yeah. It's not every, it's not every outing. It's not like you're going to face, well, I mean, you've come up against Vandy, you face two absolute dominant starters, but that's not every weekend, obviously. Yeah. That's, um, but yeah, he's, he's seen the type of stuff that he's going to see in the big leagues. It's just, it's not, a, it's not every day like it, it will be now for him. Has anything recently come out on what Kumar Rocker's doing? Uh, I have not read a thing. I offered him a contract in Australia and I haven't heard any back. So <laughs> That'd be so sick. <laughs> it would Jeez. be amazing. But I mean, with everything that's happening down there right now, I think I don't know that Scott Boris would uh, would like that. I don't see any new news on him. Yeah, I just saw articles from like three weeks ago, which I think is when it came out that the Mets didn't sign him. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let so us what, know if you hear about Kumar Rocker. Hold on. I'm just wanting to know what, he can do now what are his choices he he can sign professionally out of the country yeah who's going to want to leave the country non-affiliated right non-affiliated he could go play independent ball couldn't he He can go to japan he can go to korea he can go 
he can go anywhere he wants. I feel like he'd be better off doing that than signing with an indie team. He could have gone back to Vanderbilt, but he said no. Yeah, that was definitely an option. And he like came out super quickly and said he wasn't going back to school. Yeah. Which was, I mean, maybe, you know, like, like in your mind, like that chapter is over and maybe it's just like too difficult to think about reopening it, especially because, you know, we have talks of one, one for him for so long. Maybe it's almost like, I don't know. It's got to be, and I'm going to be pretty candid myself. It's got to be fucking devastating for the kid. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's and like, where do you think, how high can he get drafted? Like, do you think there's any chance that he can do something this season that would have him get drafted 10th or higher? Like that nope. sucks. Like he got screwed. Like his, his only way to really kind of make any of that money back would be to go sign professionally and play two years in Japan and get a some sort of million dollar contract over there. But they're going to have questions too. And, and it's like, I, I just, the system is broken and it needs to be fixed. And it's just so frustrating. It's so crazy, man. Like, I, I hope he doesn't drop out of the first round next year, but I don't like, still a lot of talent coming up the fact that cohen had to like write something on twitter about it too that that's like be an owner man like you're an owner i get it you want to interact and that's cool but interact on a cool level don't interact like a douchebag so i'm assuming you didn't like the ops tweet i mean what did you just get one of the analytics guys to send him a tweet that he could write like there's no way he came up with that himself it's they talked about it on talking baseball this month this week it was very interesting did they what they mm-hmm. say? I didn't. I haven't watched this week. Um, I mean, Trevor just said that like he can tweet what he wants to tweet, sure. but like he probably shouldn't have done that. But like it's his Twitter. It is his Twitter, yeah. But if he wants any respect from or any future free agents to come to his team, he might want to shut his fucking mouth. Mm. Hard enough to play in New York as it is without the owner, who's your employer, calling you out, like. We, they get enough shit from the media. They don't need it from ownership as well. Yeah. It was a very interesting. Um, this isn't, well, this isn't one of your stocks. This is. He's just, he's polarizing, human. you know? He's not polarizing. He's a douche. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, is it my well, guy or is it your guy? It's my guy. So number four on our list is Sam Bachman. He was drafted ninth overall by the Angels. He immediately went to high A. Um, he um, there'll is... be a few stories here. He immediately went to the big leagues and. <laughs> no he is the angels number three prospect he did slot in mlb's top 100 at 95 um he's had three short starts in high a so far and he has a 270 era and eight of the 20 outs he has recorded have been via the strikeout sam bachman people really like that guy they were surprised that he went before kumar rocker some people were but worked out yeah. Your turn. Okay. Ryan Kuzik, the Bravos first round pick, number 24. Mm-hmm. Two appearances so far. He skipped rookie ball, went straight to low A. He's had 11 punch outs in five innings. He's touched 100 a couple times in the pros. He's bringing that sauce. And he's the Braves' number six prospect. Okay. So nice. keep your eye on him. We're getting close to our number one. Number two, this is a name that I have heard a lot on Twitter. Colton Kowser was drafted fifth overall by the Orioles. He's slotted in as the Orioles' fifth prospect. He's MLB's 83rd prospect. Off along. He had a 10th inning walk-off single in his last game. It hit off the wall. Apparently, they had a really fun celebration, Maddie noted. 
the videos is pretty funny. He had an RBI double in his low A debut. Um, he's not striking out much, which we love to see. And he has 12 RBI in 12 games. So this is a name. If you follow MLB Pipeline, if you follow Farm of Fame, if you follow any of the prospect accounts, we're all tweeting about him. So Colton Kowser. And if you follow all of them, you should unfollow most of them except for Farm of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying 400? Jeez. Okay. Yeah. I've got one better for you. Sorry. Mm. Sorry. Number one on that list is... Can't hear it. You're doing too yeah, loud. Yeah, can't hear it. <laughs> you got to do a quiet, do a quiet drum roll on the microphone. Still can't hear. <laughs> Wait one second, please. Three days later. This better be a good one with all the suspense we're building. Drum roll. Drum roll. <laughs> oh, what is happening? That's good. So that's how you say drum roll, just for those of you that were wondering. Um, <laughs> this is what I was going for. Okay, got everything ready. It's, it's going to be an ad. Somewhere before I said this, put in a drum roll here. Sal Freelick, come on down. What's he done? Well, all he's done is go. Holy cow. He's 27 for 63 to start his career. He's been on base in all but one of his 14 games. 429. 429 right now. So your guy was hitting 400, right? I just confirmed 429. I was that was a genuine reaction when I found out how many hits he's got. Uh, he has a he has seven multi-hit games. He has a four for five, a five for six, a three for six. He was three for four last game, including two doubles, and he's the Brewers' number two prospect. And he's ranked 96th. That's going to change in MLB's ranking. But Sal, dude, you're doing it. Yeah, doing it, Sal. I hope, I hope you enjoyed your 53-second drum roll. Yep. And we want to give quick shout-outs to Kevin Copps. He's in Padres yes. High A, drafted in the third round by the Padres. We love Kevin Copps. He won the Golden Spikes Award in college baseball. He was the best pitcher in college baseball this year. He's from Sugarland, Texas, which is my hometown. He made his high debut on Saturday, tossed a shutout inning, and then he got his first pro save on Sunday. Another shutout inning. No hits, no runs, no walks. 1K, Kevin Copps. Another shout-out is to Marcelo Mayer. Um, he was the fourth overall pick by the Red Sox, and he came in at MLB's number nine overall prospect, broke the top 10. And in honor of that, he hit um, his first pro home run on Saturday. In honor of that, he did? Yep. I wish I could have done that. Jack Leiter, one of the Vandy boys, drafted second overall by the Rangers. I kind of love it. Um, he came in at number 12 on MLB's top 100 prospects, but... He hasn't made his pro debut yet. Peter, why, why do you think that is? Like if most of all these other guys have made their debut, is it different for pitchers or? I don't know if it's um, maybe innings maintenance. They don't want to get his career started till next year. We can start on a full season, maybe prep him 
get him working out, get him to the level of fitness that you want him at, get him on a throwing program, start his off-season right, and then start his pro career next year. And, and Do you think even with how quickly we think he's going to be up that they would... Yeah, because they don't want... They're not doing anything this year. So there's no point yeah. in him bringing Russia into the big leagues. They may as well wait till they've... It, their plan is three years down the track. Not It's not this year. So yeah, there's no rush with him. Get him, get him to the, he's big. It's been a big college season. Like let him have a rest. He doesn't need to prove anything. He's, he's done everything that he needs to do. He's got drafted. Now he can just streamline himself to be the best professional player he can be. If that means waiting to 2022 to start it, then what's the rush? Okay. Well, we are running way behind. So let's get into our rookie of the year watch. And it's brought to you today by Roman. So with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. So you get the confidence that you know that you can rise to the occasion in the moment. It's a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to help find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it does ship to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, and extremely discreet. So getting started is super simple. All you got to do is go to GetRoman.com slash JohnBoy and complete an online visit, taking care of your ED without leaving the comfort of your own home is so easy with Roman. So complete an online evaluation visit today to connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and take care of it. So again, you go to getroman.com slash johnboy today. And if you're prescribed, you get 50% off of your first month of ED treatment. Um, So make sure you have the confidence and control the summer. All right, folks, that's Roman. Thank you for sponsoring this. so our rookie of the year watch, Peter, uh, Jonathan India. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the season, you look overall still hitting 276, 16 home runs, 56 RBI. We like all of those numbers. Um, mm-hmm. But his last seven games, he is hitting 231. So kind of slowing down a little bit last seven, but as a 3.2 war, has he surpassed Trevor Rogers in war yet, Maddie? What did you say his war was? 3.2. Trevor's was 3.1 last time we talked, and he hasn't pitched, so. Jonathan India did have consecutive three hit games earlier this week. He had a five RBI day versus the Cubs on Monday. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so when you go last seven, that's, that's a tough stat because last seven games is is 30 at bats. Like it's not exactly, I've seen dudes go into slumps over 20. That's, that's, if you're still getting it through a seven day period where you're not feeling great and you're hitting 220, I feel like that's, that's a, that's a win. And especially when you have a game like that and you look like him. I mean, yeah. you can always go back to that. Hey, yeah. You got yeah. 0 for 60. Just look in the mirror, dude. Just, yeah. You're a smoke sure. show. Look in the mirror, Jonathan. He did get a rest day on Sunday versus the Marlins because they've about I thought you just said he just got arrested, but it was a rest day. He did day. not get arrested. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but the Reds are off today on Monday. So David Bell wants Jonathan India to have two straight days off. Um, he pinched it last night, but he had the day off. Trevor Rogers. And so he still hasn't pitched since July 31st and he was transferred from the bereavement list to the restricted list. There are a bunch of reports from people who cover the Marlins that uh, he was at the facility, he was at the field and that he's likely obviously probably going to have to go to um, get some games back in, in the minor leagues and build back up into playing not, shape. Not even a back. question, not even a question. So whatever he's dealing with, we're still thinking of him, uh, but he, Hasn't pitched in in quite a while, so we'll look forward to getting him back out there for the fish. Um, his teammate Jazz Chisholm, Peter, our king, 
last seven even though peter doesn't like this stat jazz our guy hitting 304 folks with three home runs and seven rbi he finally stole some bases again we really hadn't seen him steal many bases since he had that injury um in the first half of the season and he Mm -hmm. stole two this week pete you got to see him play didn't you because they had the braves this week i did see him play he did he did some uh, what i want to talk about is the the swing that he took where he took that ball that was three inches off the inside part of the plate. Mm-hmm. That was as quick a swing as I've seen to that, to get to that spot and to be able to elevate that pitch. That's as that's so impressive, Kels. That's what's yeah. going to get that kid. That's what he's going to be around for a while. I honestly, I, I say this story all the time, but when he was like, he was, he was talking about him and Acuna. He's like, yeah, I mean, I want me and Ronnie. And I was like, dude, like calm down. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sold. I'm I am sold on jazz. That swing itself does it for me. I know it's just one swing, but not many people can do he that. He just has he has a really fun skill set, and he's just a personality. Like he's and just he going to be so fun. Yeah, exactly. And his hair is different colors and matches his uniform. But yeah, so he homered in back to back games earlier this week, and then he had a three run home run versus the Reds on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. So jazz had a good week. He is hitting 255 on the season, which we obviously would like to see get a little bit higher. He has 14 home runs and 43 RBI, which is pretty good for a, not pretty good. That's good for a. And he's had some time on the IL too, remember? Yeah. Okay. Ion Anderson, we'll get to him in our injury report. Um, He's still on the IL. Peter will fill you in on that. Dylan Carlson, we'll get to on the injury report. He is still on the IL with a wrist sprain. We'll have an update on him. Patrick Wisdom, again, I feel the need to mention him every week. On the season, hitting 253, he does have 20 home runs and 40 RBI. But in Peter's favorite stat in his last seven, he's only hitting 217. <laughs> um, and another thing that stood out in his last seven, Pete, no walks and 11 Ks. Wow. Um, but he did homer in consecutive games this week on Friday and Saturday. So That's what he does. Okay, so now getting into our AL Rookie of the Year race, we are going to start with the guy who we named the last few weeks as our AL Rookie of the Year, and that is Randy Rosarena mm-hmm. for the Rays. Um, and he's brought his season average up to 274, 16 home runs, 54 RBI, 2.5 war. We probably all expected to see a little bit more power um, yeah. from him, but we learned last postseason that he can catch heat at any time. But Peter, we've, we've talked about his numbers the past few weeks and his last seven, 320 and his last 15, he's hitting 377 and his last nice. 30, he's hitting 333. And we mentioned, you mentioned this last week. I think this is the third week that we're talking about his last 30, he's hitting yeah. over 300. So he's yeah. really putting it together. Yeah. Sustained. And I'm just glad that it, it was a repeat performance because he, he was as good a player. He was like Carlos Beltran-ish in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. like memorable, like a David Freeze playoff. That's the stuff that people remember. That's how you're going to make a name for yourself. But the fact that he's now done it in his rookie season too. So you've already proved yourself at the highest level you can prove yourself at. And now you've done it across the consistency of a season. Yeah. And you're probably going to win rookie of the year. Like they've got themselves a real, real nice little pickup. Yeah. Just what the Rays need is more 
value for what they're <laughs> I mean, come on Tampa leave some for the rest of us, bro. They're so smart. They're so smart. Yeah. He's tearing it up. He's hitting 400 in August, had an 11 game hit streak. So he's still our favorite, but this is an interesting one that we've skimmed over the last couple of weeks. Adolis Garcia, who was the AL rookie of the year favorite up until probably this last month, his batting average on the season is 248, but he does have 17 home, I mean, 27 home runs and 71 RBI. His last seven games, he's hitting 286 with two home runs. I feel like this is the first time in a while that he has put up good numbers. I'll take 286 from him if he's going to bring the power. And then he had some defensive gems this week. I mean, he is a candidate for catch of the year. He robbed Jake Fraley, went completely over the fence and and robs Fraley of a home run. He threw out J.D. David, J.D. Martinez at the plate. Um, it was like his twelfth outfield do. assist this season. What'd you say? Nothing. JD Martinez is a very fast runner. Um, well, it was just a, he's had a really solid glove for them. So, where are you at with Adolis? I don't know. I'm just looking it up, and it's I don't I don't know. Um, I mean, how much do you care about average when he's leading the leading rookies in home run and RBI? we're talking such old I don't know I, I, I just go back to war but then I, I was listening to Foolish Baseball last night when he did the hot takes when he was doing the semi your hot takes videos and it's like I don't know like the, I don't know what stats matter anymore like it's there's so many stats out there that you can make an argument for it's yeah. like it's just just so much that's when I when I put out my hot takes on Twitter like all the arguments that come back are justified, but mm-hmm. I can also make an argument first to what I've said makes sense. Like it's, you can grab a stat and make your, your guy look good no matter how you want to do it. And I just don't know how the voters are going to look at seasons now because there's still the mix of the old and the new, and there's the, still the guys that won't vote for steroid guys in the hall of fame. And there's guys that will like, so there's just, I don't know. I don't even know the people that get to vote. Like Long story short, Peter is not giving us an opinion today on if he thinks Adolis Garcia can win Rookie of the Year or not. Um, Is that what we're talking about? I don't know. Yeah, you really. Yeah. Um, Luis Garcia for the Astros, a guy we started talking about recently. He started on Thursday versus the Royals. He went five innings, gave up three runs. He only threw 70 pitches. So this is showing us that's the lowest pitch count he's had since April. So the Astros, obviously, for good reason, are really trying to manage his workload. This is a guy who has been a stud for them this season. He has a 339 ERA. They want him pitching in October. Um, If you've been like on Mars or anything the past like three or four years, the Astros will be in the ALCS. um, So they want him there. But Pete. Mm. The Astros tweeted out going into his start on Thursday that Luis Garcia led all AL rookie pitchers in war with 2.3 and ERA. He had a 330 ERA going into that start. Yeah. He's tied for first in strikeouts with 134. This was before any of his stats from this last game. He was second in wins with nine, second in whip. He's third in innings pitched, third in opponent average. And among all AL rookies, he's third in war. So when you look at AL rookie pitchers, it's him. Yeah. And now we have to see if he can overtake. Yeah, that's 
Randy or Rosarena or Adolis. It's Garcia. tough because you get one chance every five days to increase uh -huh. your wall, whereas position players can have a good week. And I've said that before, but and as we've um, seen, kind of with Casey Mize, when you when your workload starts to be managed, you kind of drop off a little bit just because well, you, you can't go you get out crushed. there. And, exactly. Yeah. Unless you go five innings, twelve punches. Yeah. No runs, then it's like if you go four and two thirds, give up a couple of hits and a run, it's like. Mm. Yeah. It's, a, it's a it's a nothing start yeah but this is the thing like the teams have the opportunity to like the astros are doing that and also winning so yeah. it's like whereas a lot of the teams that are rebuilding are just able to manage their pitching staffs however they want because it doesn't matter whether they win or lose they're five and five in their last time but they don't have to do anything more than that for the rest of the year and they'll win it yeah just don't go on a losing streak and you guys will be fine they have, they have a three and a half game lead and play and play good against Oakland. Yeah, because that's who's behind them. Um, Akil Badu we'll get to in our injury update. Uh, he's rehabbing right now. Casey Mize, as a reminder, um, they're implementing full weeks between starts for Mize, Manning, Scooble. Um, so this was a start that he had a full seven days rest, um, and he didn't look sharp. He went four innings with two runs, four walks. That was his season high in walks versus the Angels on Tuesday. But we have seen the Angels start to extend his workload over the past, I don't know, four-ish, four or five starts. Um, but Peter, he's not, he's not doing that well. I mean, he hasn't made it past the fifth inning in any of his past three starts. And they're starting to allow him, if he can stay efficient, like they're going to let mm -hmm. him go. Right. So, I mean, all the season, he still has a 369 ERA, six and six record. But we can see how managing the workload is, does it throw, I would imagine it throws off your routine a I, ton if I don't I don't think it would because the routine stays the same it's just what you're doing when you get to the end of the routine you're not exerting as much as you normally would but it's it's about development I think they have a plan and they're going to stick to it there's again I, we, it's the 60 game season throws a spanner in everyone's decisions it's like yeah. well how do when and it's the unknown right because we've never done this before yeah how do how are guys going to and I'm interested to see how next season is too not to get too far ahead of ourselves but I mean this is the first full season. I know for a fact that you can punch through one season with niggling injuries and that sort of thing, and then hopefully get enough time in the off season to recover. But if you don't get that time to recover, then it's you're back in that grind again. It's oof. Yeah. He still has a great season ERA. So um, good for Casey Mize. Our guy, Andrew Vaughn. Okay. Yeah. I'm loving it. I mean, on That's... the season, he's up to 260, 15 home runs, 42 RBI. His, his yeah. last seven have been slow, but his last 30, he's hitting 299. Um, he hit 308 in July, 273 in August. Like, this is why, this is the Andrew Vaughn we thought we were going to see. This is why he was one of the focus of our first mini episodes. But it's been the consistent rise, I yeah. think, has been the impressive thing. It wasn't like, yeah, okay, so... We expected him to start off on fire. He was such a good hitter at Cal, all the rest of it, right? He was good Ryan Zimmerman swings and this, that, and the other. But it's the consistency of the rise that I'm impressed with. It hasn't just been, oh, he found it one week and then he's dead. It's been, yeah. and that's what they talk about is the way that, and he's been playing out of position most of the year. So mm -hmm. it's, um, you know, they had a good breakdown on his on his swing um, on MLB Network uh, during the week, I think it was. So, um, but yeah, everyone's everyone's jumped on the Andrew Vaughan train. It's And yeah. it's good to see. Yeah. He homered this week off of Cole Irvin, who we brought into this conversation mm -hmm. last week. Cole Irvin started on Thursday versus the White Sox, obviously. 
He went six innings, seven hits, got hit around a little bit, three runs, four walks on 87 pitches. So he still somehow stayed decently efficient with four walks thrown in there. Um, he has a 357 ERA on the season. I'm not throwing him in that conversation yet, but he and his teammate, James Caprillion, how did I say that last week? Caprillion? Caprillion has a 325 ERA in 16 games. So they have two rookies over there doing it for them, both great ERAs. Uh, okay. Alec Manoa got hit around this week, three innings, seven runs, very weird, three innings, seven runs, six earned on 53 pitches, took his ERA to 334 on the season um, from 259. So it went up significantly. That was a bonker for Manoa. I don't know what our, what our final votes landed on for guys like Emmanuel Classe with the Indians, Garrett Whitlock for the Red Sox, but both of those guys are still doing great out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Class A, a 158 ERA in 58 games. He has a zero ERA in the month of August, 17 saves. Garrett Whitlock, 172. But he hasn't pitched since August 17th. And in that outing, he only won a third of an inning. And he is uh, more of a long relief guy-ish. He usually throws around one and a third to two innings. Um, He's not on the aisle. I want, I was really searching on Twitter online if if he was hurt because I thought it was weird that he only pitched a third of an inning and then hasn't pitched since. But there's nothing that I saw that said that he may just be getting a rest. It's uh, a lot of the time it may be something that doesn't warrant going on the IL maybe a couple of days and then they can yeah. bring him back. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting because it was a, obviously a very short outing for him and then to not pitch in this many days. Um, I mean that's six days now. It's almost been a week. But here's the thing: you look, maybe look for a move that says retroactive back, and then it's only another four days. They can bring someone yeah. up for four days, and they can activate him in four days. So, yeah, my votes still stand: NL, Jonathan India, AL, Randy Arozarena. Yeah, I think Eat? I'm with you. I'm okay, with you. Maddie. Yep, I agree. Wow, we're all together. Love that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so getting into our top ten prospects of the week, it is brought to you by Trevor Plouffe. And the sequence, guys. Um, if you don't know Trev, um, he is the Jazz Chisholm of John Boy Media. He is our drip king. Um, he is our sauce king. Peter is creeping up on him, though, for said titles. Um, so we'll see how that race finishes out the season. Uh, Trevor Plouffe is also the hot dog race champion of August 21st, 22nd, 2021. So Trevor Plouffe does talk in baseball. He also does a podcast called The Sequence. Um, so in each episode, Trevor takes us through a detailed analysis of some of the best plays and biggest bats from Major League Baseball. Um, he has great guests, guys that you want to hear from. Uh, Christian Yelich, Andrew McCutcheon, who if you don't follow Andrew McCutcheon on Twitter, you should probably do that. Lucas Giolito. Um, so big names, guys that you want to hear from. And they walk you through the moments that Trevor is breaking down. And it's actually really cool to be able to get that insight from the player who is going mm. through this play of this huge moment, um, what they were thinking. So new episodes come out every Tuesday and every other Thursday on the John Boy Media YouTube channel. You're already here. That is our channel or John Boy Media Facebook and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. So we love Trevor Blue. And he's more than just good looking. Mm. He's very intelligent and it shits me. Stanford guy. Well, yes, uh, it's, it is really cool to be able to go into the brains of some of the best guys in the game and the biggest yeah. moments of their career. And Trevor is 
respected among the league. So he's getting those candid conversations that you want to hear. So that is Sequence sponsoring our top 10 prospects. Pete, why don't you kick us off? Jeff Lindgren was drafted by the Fish, 24th round, 2019 draft. He is pitching in double A for the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. What was his name? Jeff Lindgren. Okay. Nun, nun, mm, mm, mm. Uh, he's 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 having just an okay year. Reasonable year. 94 innings, 97 hits, 70 punch outs, right? He threw five innings this week and lowered his August ERA to 1.10 with 17 punch outs in 16 innings. And on the 16th of this month, he was named the AA South Pitcher of the Week. So he is trending upwards. Congratulations to you, Jeff. Well done. Love that for him. Uh, Pete, you might know my first guy. Ryan LaGarnway. I do. Okay. So right now he's with the Indians in AAA. This is a guy who was drafted in 2008 by the Red Sox. He's 34. He has played, I think, for like eight teams, I counted. Mm-hmm. And Team Israel. Yeah, he was in the, and he was very good in the Olympics mm-hmm. for Team Israel. Um, he went seven for 20 with three RBI during the Olympics for them. But he signed with Cleveland as a free agent in February. And Pete, you might actually have a better sense of like, who he is as a player, because like I said, I think he's played with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different teams, but the most games he's ever played was 46 in 2012, a backup, a backup catcher guy, his, whole career. his whole career. Yeah. Great defensively, great game calling, great receiving, like the ultimate backup guy offense can be hit and miss, but as it should be when you play 43 games in a season. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's you, you can't get consistent at bats. You can't get consistent playing time. You're not going to get consistent hits. Well, I mean, you look at the last starting in 2017 with Oakland, he played in six games. 2018, Pittsburgh played in six games. 2019, Reds played in five games. 2020, Miami played in five games. 2021, Cleveland, he's had four games. So the last five seasons, like he has gotten no opportunities um, mm-hmm. to, to actually play. Um, so it's a very interesting, if you look at his baseball reference, I was trying to piece it together, but he's tearing it up in AAA right now. He had awesome. an 11 game hit streak that he broke on Sunday, um, which took his average from 250 to 286. He had five home runs in six games and he was in his time. I mean, he hasn't had many opportunities, like we said in games, but like, he hasn't had more than like two home runs in a season. And so he's only had 42 games in AAA this year. And he's hitting 278 with 13 home runs, seven doubles and 39 RBI. And he took a ton of time off, which is why he only has 42 games. Cause he played for team Israel, team Israel. in the Olympics. That's awesome. That's awesome. So he came back from the Olympics, tearing it up. Yeah. Baseball life. Uh, uh, I think he plays winner ball every year too, or maybe not every year, but I know he plays a good bit of winner ball as well. So it's like, he's just an all year round guy, keeps his eye in. He's uh, he's a great dude. Yeah. So uh, glad to see him doing it. Yeah. I mean, maybe he'll get another chance. He's played in four games this year in the big leagues. He went three for 11. Your turn. Okay. Uri Perez signed by the Marlins out of the Dominican Republic. Another stud. He got a little cash though. He got a little 200 G's, but that didn't turn anyone's heads back then. Okay. He wasn't turning anybody's heads. What he did though, he added 35 pounds of moilin or muscle Mm, as we like to call it. Yeah. Right. So he now sits at six foot nine. He's a prize fighter. He's six foot nine, 190 pounds, six foot nine, 
190 oh, I, pounds. I was thinking five nine. No, wow. no, no, six nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One hundred and ninety pounds at six nine. Oh yeah. So on the season in sixteen games, he's got a one point four eight ERA, sixty one innings, eighty eight punch outs, and a point nine two WHIP. He just got called up to the Beloit Snappers. Another good name. And his first game at high A, he went five innings, three three hits, six Ks, and no runs. But so what's interesting to me is I looked at every single start that he's had has been less than five innings. So I think he's one of their guys that they're going to, again, have a very strict plan for mm-hmm. and will have their innings limited to a certain amount because he's obviously going to be, I think he's number, what did they say? He's number seventh now in the Marlins top prospects. So he's now developed and grown into his body. And I think he's turning some serious heads now. Six nine one ninety. Six nine one ninety. Woo! Right, Rylan. Ryan with an L, Brannon. He's in AAA for the Orioles. He's a second baseman and a third baseman, drafted by the Dodgers in 2017. Guess what he's done in nine games, Pete? I don't want to guess. Nine games, he has nine home runs and 17 RBI. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He has, has he hit two in one game or has he gone nine straight? He has three two home run games in his last nine. Five okay. multi-hit games, including a four-hit game where he had 10 total bases and a six RBI game. He's wow. hitting 438 in that stretch. He was hitting 133, and he's brought it up to 187. In the month of July, he hit 094. He was scuffling. And now in oh. August, he's hitting 306, was named AAA East Player of the Week. And yeah, nine home runs in nine games, 17 RBI. Unreal. Nice. They're like calling for him yeah. to come up. But, but then you have some Orioles fans are like calling for him to come up. And then other Orioles fans are like, this guy was hitting 133 a week ago. What are you talking about? Right. So curious to see how, but I think Michael Franco might be, Franco might be struggling. So they're like calling for him to go up there and Gus, replace him. Gus, they've lost 18 in a row. What? They've lost 18 oh, yeah, in a row. Oh yeah, it's terrible. They're terrible. Did you see the article today that came uh-huh. out? Why there should be a minimum spend and why tanking should be outlawed? I, well, I thought that there was a minimum spend thing that was passed, that teams had to spend a mil, $100 million. I thought I saw Ken Rosenthal tweet that out like last week. It's proposed, yeah, because they're going to use that as a bargaining chip and they're going to lower the, the, the luxury tax so that they can be basically a salary cap instead of, it's just a, it's just a bullshit way of reducing pay effectively okay. while increasing pay. Mm-hmm. For, the, for those not playing, for those not watching, I just did the... Air quotes. Okay. This is a farm to fame first, ladies and gentlemen. A mm. farm to fame first. First. Okay. Remember, remember these two names. Yep. Sean Boyle and Trent mm. Palmer. Sean Boyle, Trent Palmer. Sean was drafted in the 25th round, 2018 draft by the Yankees. He's in AAA Scranton, I think. He's all over the place. But for this period, he's in AAA Scranton. For the season in 20 games across three levels, he's got 2.17 ERA, 62 innings and 70 punch outs with a 0.95 whip he threw a seven inning no hitter in his first ever triple a start wow just one month after also contributing to a combined no hitter in a ball whoa this year so i mean in three levels he's been involved in two no hitters that's crazy because you said you had never been a part of a no hitter right no i've watched someone else do it to us but i've never and he's done it twice in this one here trent palmer Drafted in the third round, the 2020 draft. He's pitching in Dunedin, Blue Jays. 
For the season, in 12 games, he has a 3.29 ERA, 42 innings, 52 punch-outs, and a 1.29 whip. Not too bad. He also threw a seven-inning no-hitter this week on the same night and wow. punched out 10 wow. in seven innings. So two seven-inning no-hitters in the minor leagues, in AAA, on the same night. Found a fame first. Two dudes in one little segment. Congratulations, you guys. Congrats, everybody. Um, this is a name we all know. This is Julio Rodriguez. He's the Mariners' number one overall prospect. He is MLB's number two prospect. He's in double A. He's an outfielder. Quick crash course on him. This was the guy who started the season in high A, which surprised a ton of people. Um, he hit 325, had six home runs and eight doubles in 28 games there. Then he got promoted to double A, where he's now played 22 games. He's hitting 313, four RBI, and three doubles. So he is, I, that probably means four home runs and three doubles. So this is a guy, he probably shouldn't have started in high A and he tore it up and he got promoted to double A and now he's tearing it up. Um, he had a six game hit streak where he took his average from 276 to 313 in the six game series versus Frisco, nine for 22, where he hit 409. He has hits in seven of his eight games since coming back for the Olympics, where if you listen to our previous episodes, he dominated for Team Dominican Republic. He's hitting three. 67 in the month of August. So triple A buckle up. Julio Rodriguez is he's knocking. He's knocking. Buckle up. He wants to be up there with Jared Kelnick. He wants that. He wants to be in the show. I want to be in the show. Randy Vasquez. Randy Vasquez. Another stud out of the Dominican Republic for your New York Yankees. Okay. Mm. Everyone get excited about this. Across two levels this year, he has a 6-3 and three record with a 2.09 ERA, 111 strikeouts in just 86 innings. Wow. He's currently pitching for the Hudson Valley Renegades. His last four starts there, 24.2 innings, 19 hits, one run. That's right. Wow. One run, five walks and 36 punch-outs. They're talking about maybe hopefully seeing him in double A end of the year, if not start the year in double A next year. Yeah. Congratulations to you, Randy. Yeah, Randy. Um, Nick Gonzalez. Nick this was Gonzalez. a 2020 Ray. first rounder by the Pirates. He's the Pirates' number four prospect, MLB's number 68 in the top 100. He's in high A. He's a shortstop. This is the guy who was drafted out of New Mexico State where he had stupid numbers. He sl- his career mm-hmm. slash line... 399, 502, 747. But people kind of knocked it and called the core's effect on it um, because their ballpark is one of the most like offensive friendly environments in college baseball. It's high altitude, uh, weaker conference. So it's good to see him putting this together in the minor leagues. So in 60 high A games this season, he's hitting 298 with 10 home runs, 17 doubles, three triples, 31 RBI. Nice. Started off the season really hot and then he broke his pinky. In his throwing hand. Uh, that's a funny word for something, pinky. In the month of August, he's hitting 373 with four home runs, eight doubles, and 12 RBI. You know, I like to do this, Pete, zooming out, zooming out to July 16th, almost a month. He's hitting 375 with 15 multi hit games. He had a, has a six game hit streak right now, hits in 12 of his last 13. 
where he's wow. taken his average from 258 to 298, four doubles in his last three games, a four for five day on Sunday with a double and a home run. So the, the story that you need to take from here is that Nick Gonzalez was a very advanced college bat, but it was knocked on because of where he went and, and the altitude and all of that. And now he's, he's known to hit for average. He has some pop to him and he's showing that. And that's great. He said he went back to some tea work. Good. Tea, herbal tea or? Uh, both. No, just okay. T-E-E-T. Oh, so, okay, got it. Um, that's how he got his confidence back, he said. I think uh, what we can learn and what we can take from this, and I think what I'm taking from this, so just journey with me for a second, people. Mm. Um, the level of baseball is increasing at all levels. The level of, of skill is increasing across the board, whether you're talking about under 10s or you're talking about dudes that are at junior college. The standard of baseball is increasing at a level that I've not seen in a long time. So it's not a knock to go to any school now. If you can get your ass in a school, yeah. go to school somewhere, have someone else pay for your education and learn how to throw a baseball hard. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter where you're at, someone's going to find you. And if you perform somewhere, you're going to get a job somewhere. Job, money, mm. career, life. Bitches. Financial stability. I mean, what? Yeah. Your turn. Okay. Uh, Tristan McKenzie. Okay. Mm. This dude, stud rookie, obviously, out of Cleveland uh, with a curveball that, that is pretty impressive. What is it with Cleveland and developing 82 to 83 mile an hour curveballs that don't look like curveballs? Anyway, <laughs> uh, took a curveball. Took a cur- <laughs> He took a curveball into the eighth inning. Probably no, did. He, didn't. he probably did throw a curveball. He definitely did. So that's not a lie. What he yeah. did do, though was he took a perfect game into the eighth inning. Lost it, but he took it in the... Ended up eight innings, one hit, 11 Ks, no walks. No walks, right? Mm-hmm. He's been showing flashes of this for the last couple of months. Like his numbers in July have gradually got better. His numbers in August are sick. But what is it with Cleveland developing these arms out of nowhere? Seven innings and one run in his last start. Eight innings, no runs in the start before that. Six innings, two runs in the start before that. Seven innings, three runs in the start before that. Right. So he's put together four consecutive extended getting saying. deep exactly. into games. Yeah. He's 28 innings. He's given up six runs. That's great. But especially what, because the start of the year wasn't that impressive. It was like he had a couple of good outings mm-hmm. and he threw a couple of good pitches that got on pitching ninja. But as far as numbers were concerned, he wasn't, the consistency wasn't there. But for the last four starts, he's been incredible. He didn't get past five innings until July. So yeah, what you're saying is totally right. Like he wasn't very impressive in the start of the season, but had some flashes and now he's putting it together in August. Big time. But Cleveland, like the, the, the fish that pitch, but Cleveland have got some arms that are make fish shit. Yeah. The guardians who guard the ERA and the home and home plate. Okay. Tristan McKenzie. We love it. Um, This is another guy we all know. Wander Franco with the Rays, obviously up Um, on the season. Now he's hitting 266 with six home runs and 29 RBI. He has a major league best on base streak of 24 games. Do you want some context for that, Peter? Give it to me. That's the longest streak by a player 20 or younger since who do you think? Ronald Acuna. 
no, we're going more back. I don't think Acuna was born with Ooh. this happened in 1990. Young? The last time a player this young did it. Sweet swing. Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. He had he reached in 25 straight in 1990 to put into wow. perspective what Wander Franco is doing. When you look at his average recently, last seven, he's hitting 429 with a home run and seven RBI. Last 15, he's hitting 311 with three home runs and 15 RBI. Last 30, he's hitting 299 with 22 RBI. So he has a seven game hit streak with four multi-hit games where he's hitting 429 in that streak. On Sunday, yesterday, had a huge day, two for five with two doubles, three runs scored in an RBI. You know, this was the top prospect in baseball. Um, and he graduated from that list. We celebrated his graduation last week or the week before. He wasn't doing as bad as Kelnick was doing when he got called up, but like there was so much hype around his debut and he had that incredible debut and then really kind of skirted off. And he's doing that same thing you said Andrew Vaughn's doing where he's just consistently putting together and gradually just upping that average. And that's exactly what we want to see because that means that he's learning and adjusting and progressing and the way that we thought Just he would. The right pace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see how he broke his bat when he struck out and he like slammed yeah. it? Yeah. See who he struck out against? No. Liam Hendricks. Oh. How's Liam Hendricks doing? Is he doing a little bit better? He's doing like he a, was? He's, he's just racking up innings and appearances and he's just he's throwing a lot, but he's doing, yeah. he'll be fine. Okay. He'll be fine. Um, well, let's hit on our injuries really quick. Go for it. I'll get Ion Anderson. You want me to get Ion Anderson out of the way? Yeah. Rehab starts. He's back. Mm-hmm. Four innings during the week, four hits, no runs, 76 pitches. I'd expect one more, and then maybe you'd see him jump back in the rotation. Why is he having to make so many rehab starts? He's only made three. Yeah, he's going to have to make four, though. Is that, I mean, they're saying, is that not common? That's a, it's totally common. Okay. Yeah, you can't build up to 100 pitches in a week. Okay, I just didn't. I, I mean, I know he hasn't pitched in a while, but I guess I didn't realize it had been where he had to be built up that much. Even as a reliever, when I went on rehab assignments, that was usually the minimum of like, uh, depending on how long it was gone, but especially after a long injury, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a month long rehab assignments okay. across all levels. And, but he'll, he'll be back uh, in Wasco Noah came back mm-hmm. and was amazing. Was he? Just a real shout out to Wasco. Yeah. Braves are training in the right direction. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're crushing it right now. Yeah. If you missed Talking Baseball put out an interesting midweek episode last week where they broke down like the remaining schedules for everybody and their conversation on the NL East was really interesting. They were saying like mm-hmm. they there's like seven teams who they're considering like rollover teams and the Phillies have 24 of their 44 games left against these like terrible teams. The Braves have 14. It's a very interesting discussion. Um so that is Ion Anderson, um Richie Palacios Am I saying that right? For the Indians, he's on the seven-day IL with a hamstring strain. Mackenzie Gore, a guy who we will eventually be talking a lot about um, for the Padres, eight strikeouts in his rehab start in rookie ball. It was his first start since June. Dylan Carlson, he hasn't played since August 12th with a wrist sprain. He was placed on the IL August 17th, which was retroactive to August 14th. There, A guy who covers them, Zachary Silver, tweeted out that there's some pretty good optimism that Dylan Carlson can return for series opener against the Tigers this coming Tuesday. So tomorrow, 
His minimum 10 days on the IL ends on Monday. But the conversation we were having before we started uh, recording, Peter, was that apparently Dylan Carlson right now is only hitting from the left side um, Mm. as he ramps back up. So I was having a very difficult time. We had this whole conversation about how I could find the stats I was looking for. Um, He doesn't hit as well from the left side. I think if I'm remembering this correctly, it's like 220 from the left side and like 330 from the right side ish. So I'll be curious to see how that affects him. You know how you can improve your left-handed swing? How? Hit nothing but left-handed. That's what he's doing. But since he's hurt, we got to, this last week, we've gotten to experience one of the better baseball names I've heard. One of the better worldly names I've ever heard. And that is all thanks to Don Carlson being hurt. And that is Lars Nootbar. Lars Nootbar. Lars Nootbar. Who's tearing it up for the Cardinals. I spent a lot of time in the Czech Republic, so that's not even a fun name for me. Oh, I love that name. We needed that, a Lars. I knew we, we needed need that. that. I had a Lars play for me in the Melbourne Aces two years ago. Never heard that name in my life. Well, you've never been to Sweden. Yeah, I would love to go to Sweden. They're you look great. like you're from Sweden. But, hello. Nice Inga from Sweden. That was so, good. Um, Akil Badu is on the seven-day IL for concussion protocol, but he is rehabbing in AAA. Maddie, can you see how he's doing in his rehab starts, Akil Badu? Julia Merriweather for the Blue Jays was incredible for the Blue Jays earlier in the season, was closing games for them. This was a guy we were so excited about the first few weeks. He got hurt, and he's now rehabbing in low A. It's his first game since April. Um, He won an inning with one hit. So we're excited to see him get back because the flash we got of him, he was dominating. Maddie, did you see what Akil Badu's doing? Mm-hmm. In four games, he is two for 14, one double, two RBIs. Nothing special. Not ideal. Okay. No. Yeah. All right. Ozzy Lingo, Pita. Oh, are you sure you're ready for this one? Yep. Okay. Ankle biter. Mosquito. That's a good guess. Thank you. Um, I'll go with those socks that only come up to your ankle. <laughs> no, that's what we so eloquently refer to our children as. <laughs> Why? Because they're ankle biters, because they're tiny. They can only bite your ankles. They just run around. Yeah. It's like a chihuahua. You could call can you a use chihuahua. It in a an sentence? Yeah. I'll oh, go and grab the ankle biters. We need to go to the shops. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Good Aussie lingo. Good episode. Um, longer episode. You can't episode, say that. But... Everyone has to tell us whether it's good. You can't tell you. So okay, it's good. You can tell um, us afterwards like we always do. That was a good episode. Yeah. Um, we just got, we got, the opener was a little bit longer today because we wanted to update you guys on, on how those draft, the draft picks are doing. So Peter's shirt is off. Nope. It's on. Just showing the Unbuttoned. Chest. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Thank you guys for listening. Please remember to tweet at Peter Moylan and ask him to autograph to your name. <laughs> and then he, he oh. will sign it on a piece of paper and take a picture and tweet it back at you. Please, um, if this starts happening, I, I'm happy to do it. But if we get to the point where this is like my full-time job, I'm out. So just get on it early if you want it done. Um, We'll see you guys next week, next Wednesday. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on the podcast. Tell a friend. Leave a review. We love y'all. We do. Farm on. Farm often. 
Peace. See you guys. Call me. You call me. You call me.